Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bell. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Friday, September 9th, 2022. Okay, we'll take a look at what is going on with the markets, possible business and financial implications from the reign of the new British monarch, King Charles. Uh, we will also take a look at economic reports coming out next week that the markets will focus on. And we will continue on today with how to read stock prices. Okay, it's right now, it's 11.46 in the morning Eastern time. The markets are up. We got the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1.06%. The S&P 500 up 1.35%. NASDAQ Composite up 1.83%. If the markets stay up today, this will be the first up week for the markets after three weeks of declines. I have mentioned on previous sessions, the markets tend to go down near the end of August. Uh, August is statistically the worst month of the year for the markets. Uh, what happens, as I previously mentioned, a lot of traders in New York take late summer vacations with their families because schools in New York do not start till after Labor Day. They actually started yesterday. Uh, and what happens, we see it usually a decline in trading volume and we tend to see the markets uh, go down somewhat. And then when the traders get back after Labor Day, they reset the markets where they think they should be. And that's exactly what we saw this week. Uh, investors came back and they reset the markets at somewhat higher levels. Now, there's still a lot of uncertainty going forward, however, with inflation as well as what the Federal Reserve may do with interest rates to try to slow the economy down to battle inflation. Uh, speaking of inflation, next week, that will be the first big economic report the markets will focus on. On Tuesday, we've got the Consumer Price Index report coming out 8.30 in the morning Eastern time. Markets will focus on that. And then on Wednesday, the Producer Price Index report looks at it from the, uh, excuse me, the uh, seller standpoint. Thursday, we got a big retail sales uh, report coming out for the month of August. Market will focus on that. And on Friday, the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey. So we got all that coming out. Okay, so as I'm sure you're aware, Queen Elizabeth did pass away yesterday, and we now have the reign of King Charles III. What would be the business and financial implications from the reign of a new British monarch? They are somewhat limited, but there are some. Uh, see, today, nowadays, the British monarchy has limited powers compared to what they had several hundred years ago. Uh, the monarchy lost a lot of its powers uh, from being on the losing side of the English civil wars of the 1640s. Um, it was a battle between King Charles I, a war, civil war, and Parliament. Uh, Parliament did win. Uh, they abolished the monarchy. Uh, the monarchy was eventually restored um, under the reign of King Charles II in 1660. However, um, 
the restoration of the monarchy did result in the monarchy having much more limited powers, but they did have more back then than they do today. But then over several hundred years, many British kings ran into personal debt issues, just overspending, some had gambling issues and so forth. And then what would happen? Parliament would bail them out financially in exchange for more power. So today the monarchy does have limited power, but there are financial implications. So basically here, here's what it is. England right now is dealing with very high inflation. It has the highest inflation rate of any major uh, economic power in the world, running at 10.7% a year. The Bank of England has been doing like the Federal Reserve here. It's been raising interest rates and decreasing the money supply, trying to slow the economy down to, to deal with inflation. They actually were scheduled to make a big policy statement uh, next week, uh, but they have announced they are putting that off after the funeral until after the funeral of Queen Elizabeth, which will be in ten days. Um, but that is something. Uh, so, how does it relate to the monarchy? Well, th there's been a lot of criticism in England that the monarchy costs too much money. It just it takes too much out of the you know uh, basically the financial budget of the country itself. Um, over the last few years, several decades, uh, at the time, Prince Charles, now King Charles III, uh, has indicated that he, he may be looking to lessen the financial impact of the monarchy. In other words, bring it down as far as how much is spent on it. So that would be a financial impact going forward. You may see... Um, you, you may see... Uh, less spending on the monarchy, less royals attending events and so forth. So that, that would be something uh, that would be a financial implication. Uh, but the London Stock Exchange is open today, normal hours. Back in the, uh, over the last several centuries, it tended to close for several days with the passing of a monarch, but it is open. But uh, the financial and business implications will be somewhat limited. But again, I think that would be you know, something to look at. Any comments King Charles may make going forward about the spending, that's, the amount of money spent on the monarchy. All right, so we got that. Okay, so... Let's continue on now with reading stock prices. Uh, last time I used Disney, a New York Stock Exchange listed stock. Uh, today I am going to use a NASDAQ stock. I think I'll use Apple. Um, there's not much difference to nowadays between trading on the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ, but there used to be. Uh, New York Stock Exchange was founded in 1792. Uh, NASDAQ uh, computer network between brokerage firms was founded in 1971. Uh, it stands for National Association Security Dealers Automatic Quotations. I got in the industry just a few years after the establishment of NASDAQ. And back in my day, NASDAQ was considered the minor leagues and the New York Stock Exchange was considered the major leagues. So what would happen, newer companies would first join NASDAQ spend a few years on NASDAQ, and if they became big enough, they applied for membership to the New York Stock Exchange. But that's not the case today. Um, basically, what we began seeing back in the 1980s, we began seeing really big companies like Apple, Microsoft, Dell Computer, purposely choosing to stay on, on the floor of the New York Stock, I mean, excuse me, stay on NASDAQ and not go to the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Intel was another one. I happen to know back in the 80s that no company had the symbol M. Uh, it was very prestigious back in the day to have one letter for your symbol. AT&T was T, Ford was F, uh, and so forth. No company had M, no company had I. Uh, the reason was those, those were being held for Microsoft and Intel. They had opened invitations to join the New York Stock Exchange, but chose to stay on NASDAQ, where they still are. 
Well, why was that? Uh, NASDAQ had um, more limited reporting requirements with insider holdings by top officers. So that was a primary reason. Uh, however, the New York Stock Exchange back then, even into the early 2000s, was much more efficient in doing block trades. We used to define block trades as trades of more than 100,000 shares. Uh, and so uh, more, much more efficient. We, we could do massive trades, a million, two million shares of stock uh, as a block trade without moving it very much in price where NASDAQ was not able to do that. Today, either one of them can do those fairly efficiently. But anyway, not as much of a difference. So today it's no longer major league, minor league. They're both the major leagues. Uh, another day I'll talk more about the specifics of how trading works with the New York Stock Exchange and how trading works with NASDAQ because there are some differences how it works. But they're both very efficient. All right. So today uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Yahoo and then click on finance. I did that last time. There's lots of places to get stock prices, but this works very well. Okay, so I'm going to use Apple. So I happen to know their trading symbols, AAPL. But if I didn't know that, in the search box up top, I could just type the name of the company, Apple. All right, and it comes up. Okay, but the, or you could type in the trading symbol or ticker symbol, uh, Apple, uh, AAPL, Apple, Apple, Paul, Larry. Okay, uh, as I look at it right now, the stock is at $156.71 a share, up $2.25, up 1.46%. What does that mean? Well, as I mentioned on the previous session, we compared the last trade the previous day, which was 154 and 46. Uh, that's how we say it in the investment world. We do a slight pause between the um, dollars and cents. So 154, 46, $154.46. So the stock's up about two and a quarter dollars from yesterday's close. Uh, why do stocks prices go up and down? I mentioned last time, um, stocks price on future expectations of performance, and those expectations are constantly being updated. It has to do not only with the company itself and like how their new products they announced on Wednesday might be received. It has to do with the overall economy, level of interest rates. As interest rates go up, investors sell stocks, buy bonds. How is the competition doing? Lots of factors. All right. Uh, so the stock uh, closed at 154.46 yesterday. Opened at 155.47 today, uh, up about a dollar and a penny. Uh, I mentioned last time stocks do not especially uh, open at the same price they close at. Uh, I'll talk about that stuff more in future sessions, how, how that works, and how you can trade against it. All right, today I want to also talk about bid and ask. I uh, didn't get to that last time, so. Let me go ahead and refresh my numbers and talk for a minute or so about what bid and ask is, all right? So just give me a second here, go ahead and refresh everything. Okay, so right now I'm showing a bid of 157 and 11 cents and an ask of 157 and 12 cents, all right. Uh, so what does that mean? Well, there's two prices for a stock, a buying price and a selling price. So I'm gonna use an example I used a few months ago. Imagine I walked onto a used car lot and a salesperson comes along and says, can I help you? I said, can I get a price please on a 2016 Chrysler Town and Country Van? I used to drive one of those. And the salesperson checks, said that will be $13,000. I said, great. And so what I do is then I whistle to my relative, bring it onto the lot, and they roll it onto the lot. And the salesperson's like, well, wait a minute. I didn't know you wanted to sell me one. I thought you wanted to buy one. I said, well, what's the difference? I said, well, 
I'll pay you $12,000 for yours. In other words, I'm bidding $12,000. Anybody wants to sell me a van? But I'm asking $13,000 for the ones on my lot. See, the $1,000 difference is their profit margin, also known as the price spread. Well, it's the same thing with what NASDAQ, what are known as market makers. Uh, they are right now, what they're saying is if anybody wants to sell Apple stock to them, they're willing to pay $157.11. If anybody wants to buy Apple stock from them, they're asking a penny more, $157.12. It, the penny is their profit margin. It's only a penny, but the stock has traded 31.3 million shares so far today. And you know, it starts to add up when you're dealing with large amounts of shares like that. So that, that's what bid and ask is. Also, we have another number to, to decide. Uh, an example, right now the bid is 157 uh, and 11 cents and times 1,200. What does that mean? Uh, that's size, the 1,200. You got to add two zeros to it. What the, what the market makers are saying, they're willing to buy up to 120,000 shares of Apple stock at a guaranteed price of $157.11. When I look at ask, it's 157.12 times 800. Uh, you got to add two zeros to that. And they have up to 80,000 shares available, guaranteed at $157.12. I wouldn't pay much attention to that, though. I actually froze the numbers so I can, you know, read them to you. Um, nowadays, stocks trade so frequently. The size is constantly being updated. We used to be able to use that to trade years ago. I wouldn't pay much attention to that. So... Anyway, I'll talk more about bid and ask specifically another day, particularly with low-priced stocks, where you got to be careful. If you're dealing with low-priced stocks that don't have a lot of trading volume, there could be a big difference between the bid and the ask, and there's specific trades you can enter to kind of kind of work those, but I'll talk about those another day. All right, so let me just go ahead and, uh, before I wrap things up today, let me just run through the entire stock quote now for Apple. So let me go ahead and refresh everything. Here we go. Okay, right now the stock's at $156.83 a share, up $2.37, up 1.55%. Uh, closing trade yesterday, $154.46. Open today, $155.47. Uh, days range, it's traded as low as $154.75, high $157.18. So the stock is traded um, up uh, more than two, about two dollars and uh, thirty-seven cents a share. So uh, as you can see, the um, it has moved around some. Actually, I gave you a wrong number on that. Sorry, uh, but anyway, uh, stock has moved around uh, two twenty-five plus eighteen, two dollars forty-three cents a share. Should do my math a little bit better. So anyway, stock has moved around by two dollars and forty-three cents today. Like any day, you could have made or lost money, depending on what day, time of day you bought or sold it. Over the last year, stock's been as low as 129.04, 182.94. It's in the middle of a range. Trading volume right now, 31.5 million shares. Average is actually 74.3 million shares. Market cap, $2.52 trillion. That stands for capitalization. You take the total number of shares of stock that make up the company that can be found under statistics above the quote, multiply by the share price. Apple stock is worth $2.5 trillion on the stock market. It is the most valuable of all stocks on the market. Uh, next, we have beta 1.23. That's a measure of a company's uh, stock volatility uh, over the last five years, actually, compared to the overall market. That means the stock is 23% more volatile. 
I'm going to skip down a line to EPS. Uh, that stands for earnings per share. What that is, take the total profits the company made, which is the net profit found at the bottom of an income statement, divide by the number of shares that make up the company. You have profit per share. We call it earnings per share, EPS. Then you have a number, uh, letters next to a TTM, stands for trailing 12 months. Apple made $6.05 a share in profits over the last year. Um, the number above that is P-E ratio, uh, 25.93. That stands for price-earnings ratio. Uh, what that is, you take the total current price of the stock, divide by the earnings, and for every dollar of profit over the last year, you're paying $25.93. I'll do a specific lesson on price-earnings ratio. There's different aspects to it, but that's, that's more or less in line with the markets. Uh, let's see. Of the $6.05 in profit, uh, Apple paid $0.92 cents of that out to its shareholders last year as a dividend, as it's called, a cut of the profits. And then they reinvested the rest back into the company for future growth. I'll talk about dividends another day. There's a whole lesson on that also. Uh, and then there's one more number down there, a one-year target estimate, $182.81. I wouldn't pay much attention to that. It's just somebody at Yahoo guessing where the stock is. All right, so that's a little more how to read stock prices. Uh, what I'm going to be covering on these upcoming lessons now, the next thing I think I'll talk about are stock market indices. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, what is that specifically? Standard & Poor's 500 and the NASDAQ Composite. But that'll be on upcoming lessons. Okay, so hope everyone's doing well. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bell, and I will talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya.